This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap pod for the match, the match, the match. Part five, Bryson versus Brooks, Las Vegas, Nevada. Joining me to break it all down, it's him, it's Kyle Porter, KP. A little bit of 12-hole golf action, although we didn't need all 12 holes, my friend. Yeah, it was great. Uh, holiday edition. I'm at my in-laws. Uh, producer Jacob is in what appears to be like a, like a storage closet. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube... Uh, apologies for some of the backgrounds, but hey, it's fun to talk off. Like we can jump into this more, but I think I think I heard Bryson Brooks and off the top, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I don't I just don't I, I'm not that into like their few like the the all the just nonsense that goes along with it. But I think it's I think it like is really meaningful that that, that was fun. And it wasn't even, and and we can dive into the actual competition. But I, I just that was my big takeaway. I was like, man, that really worked as a as a product. Like as a yeah. as somebody that loves golf, loves to listen to people talk about it and watch it, that really worked. And I had a, I don't know about you, but I had a ton of fun watching it on on Friday. Yeah, they're learning. There's a couple of things that I think they did uh, much better this time around than they've done in uh, previous versions of the match. We'll get to all that. Let's quickly fly through because they're. The golf wasn't all that good, KP. Uh, Brooks Kepka mm-hmm. runs away with this thing. He lays the smack down. Uh, Bryson ends up conceding on the ninth hole. Uh, there, there were only a handful of really good shots. All of them were hit by Brooks Kepka. Bryson was erratic off the tee, putted terribly, was never involved a- a- at all in this match. No, he wasn't. And, you know, the thing that Kepka did pretty well, because Kepka wasn't great off the tee either, but he hit no. some, some really good recovery shots on – uh, was it five where he almost hit it in the water? Five is where this this whole thing turned. Yes, that's yeah. the hole. So he he almost hit he he pulls it. I thought it was in the water. Phil thought it was in the water too, uh, and he hits an unbelievable recovery shot. Gets up and down for birdie, or he, uh, Bryson gave him the birdie putt, and then Bryson uh, he couldn't get up and down. He gave himself like a six footer, couldn't make it, and then after that it was kind of like. Bryson was just not really – I mean, he didn't make any birdies. He played, what, nine nine holes and didn't make a single birdie. Of course, he talked about – and you, you and I do this too. Like, oh, I haven't played golf in like two months. And you're like, oh, okay. No so everybody no everybody does that, not just me <laughs> when I haven't played in a while. Uh, so, yeah, the golf was not great. But Kepka, I actually thought played, yeah. you know, for him at a, at, a, at a tournament that's not a major. He actually played pretty decently, I thought. Yeah, played well. Uh, five where he's, you know, you're thinking he could be in the water. Bryson absolutely pipes one and 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 the the fortune to stay up. And then he hits a great shot from kind of the bank of the water there. As yeah. you described, he makes birdie. Uh, Bryson cannot. Now Brooks is two up through five. And it was it was really never close after that. Um, the 
let's talk about the format. Let's talk about the commentary. We can just we can just get to this. Brooks Brooks wins, gets a, a bracelet for his victory. Um, Phil and Charles not on the course, but in the booth with the ability to talk to the players throughout. Uh, I love Charles, and Phil is just a, a a masterclass of being on the microphone. So I think that certainly worked. Oh, it was unbelievable. You know, I, I felt horrible for uh, Brian Anderson, who was on, who yeah. was uh, pres- ostensibly on the play-by-play. Didn't hear much from him. <laughs> Phil took over the broadcast about, what, 30 seconds in. He just started just hollering about how you can't draw a ball off, off of, uh, uh, like, what, what, what was the stuff Pine there? Needles or whatever they had like there. Mark or whatever. Yeah. Mulch. Yeah. Mulch, yeah. And it just kept – I mean, Phil is so – he gets a little out over his skis sometimes, uh, probably mostly because he hasn't done that particular thing a ton. He's done it, you know, a decent amount over the last few years, but not, it's not like he's doing it every week, but, but Barkley kept feeding him, right? He he would ask him about, he would ask him about, um, you know, tell me about elevation and to Phil, that's like, Oh, well, how, you know, do we have an hour? Do we have two hours? Like you can't get enough of it. And I think, Somebody hit on this. It was uh, Garrett Morrison from the Friday. Garrett's really smart about golf. And he said, the thing that Phil does so well is he is as a golfer and as a broadcast, specifically as a broadcaster who is a golfer, he presumes that his audience is is super intrigued by golf, is super interested by it. And so he assumes the best out of his audience, right? He assumes that we are just as enamored and uh, excited about this stuff as he is. And we are, right? Like you and I are like so way into the way that he, like I think the way that he talks about golf is just one of the most compelling things in, in like just throughout the game, like in the entire game. And uh, yeah, that's that made it a lot of fun for me. Yeah, the the a couple of things that I think worked really well. Uh, number one, they went to they went to the first hole immediately when the broadcast opened up. Like when it was four p.m. Eastern, they were standing on the first tee, which I'm like, okay, that's that's awesome. We're ready to rock and roll there. I actually think, uh, especially with the guys that are uh, like Brooks and like Bryson, where you never know what you're necessarily going to uh, get out of them, and Brooks who doesn't say much at all. I, I don't need to hear from those guys, right? Like I want to, I want to hear them mic'd up KP where I'm, I'm hearing from, uh, you know, the caddy conversation and just the, the overall course conversation, but having Phil try to tee Brooks up on something I think is tough. And we lost Bryson basically immediately because he can't start. He can't say anything when he's two down through five. I would just prefer to have those guys mic'd up. I don't need the interaction between, between Phil and, and Brooks, for example. Uh, yeah, I thought that, by the way, sorry if, if you're listening and you're hearing a buzzing. I think that might be my, my problem. I, I can't, I, my game doesn't travel. You know how Tiger always says feels travel. My, my feels don't travel. I'm, I'm a lot of sorts here. Uh, this might be the ice maker over here that you're hearing the, the buzzing through, through my microphone. Anyway, I agree with you, but I also like the thing that's, that's actually the best about the players being mic'd up is their reactions to stuff that like almost just like them listening into the to the broadcast not like it gets like way out of control when phil starts throwing deep questions at those guys because i mean you and i when we go play i don't want to talk about a ton of like i just want to talk golf you know and and so it gets it just it, it it becomes problematic but you know for for bryson to react to like when phil kept being like hey 
hopefully they're not listening in. What what he really meant was like turn their AirPods up, right? Yeah. Like turn turn the turn the turn the volume all the way up. But like uh, uh, Brooks would react to something that Phil said about the PGA, and that's the best stuff. Is 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 like oh that's that's how they would actually talk if they're just kind of listening into each other during a practice round at a, at a PGA Tour event. So have them mic'd up, but don't don't go to them as much, especially with somebody like Phil in the booth. Yeah, and it is, I, I would love to kind of know the logistics of how this all works, right? Because in theory, they should be cutting the mics or muting those guys as they're like approaching or addressing the ball, but it doesn't seem to necessarily be the case because Bryson was saying, oh yeah, I heard you talking through my entire putting stroke and you can hear them kind of chuckling about things. I, I do agree, being able to hear you know, for example, Brooks being able to hear what Bryson says when they're 100 yards apart is kind of exciting and it's and it's kind of fun. So we got to keep that part in. Um, the 12 holes uh, to me, per, like perfect. And, and yeah. there's a good chance you never get to 12 of those holes or to a couple of those holes, but we don't need to watch uh, them slog through 18. No, and I think, I think it's weird that um... – How's my, how's my, oh, much crap. better. We're yeah, back right now. We're I'm, back. I'm yeah. I, just had a, <laughs> I had a tough couple holes there. My audio is good again. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this because we're, this is a three year anniversary of the tiger Phil match, mm -hmm. right. Of uh, them playing at Was it shadow Creek? Correct. Yes. The very first one. And you know, you think, oh, man, we got tiger Phil. We got, this is going to be awesome. And I was just, it just it just wasn't like it just lasted like two hours too long right and that golf wasn't great either i mean i i, I it was it was tantamount to what we saw today on friday between brooks and bryson but the fact that it was only 12 holes and really it, i mean it lasted nine holes they played a couple extra at the end for the some of the the charity stuff yeah was just um it it, it was it was great and i was actually thinking about how like even if you like if you use this format, I think I tweeted this out. If you use this format on, you could just randomly pick two golfers on the PGA Tour. Just, just th throw out a name, and I'll throw out another one. Who's your name? Uh, Keegan Bradley and Adam Shank. Nobody would. <laughs> nobody's gonna. The marketing for that is a disaster. And yet, if you applied this format to it, where you have twelve holes and Phil and Barkley and. Uh, like drone shots and all this right. stuff, I would watch that. Not just because it's my job, but because it's a it's a entertaining product. And so I think that like, again, I wasn't super excited about this coming in. I thought it was going to be fine, but I, I ju it just this time around, it just clicked for me that if you have a twelve hole match, if you have Phil or somebody, I, there's nobody like him. If you have Phil on the microphone with Barkley or somebody like that, it just works, man. Like it's just a product that that works for uh sports entertainment on television and I, I i don't know that i've i've thought that before but not as i haven't believed it as much as i do now yeah i think that i think that makes a lot of sense you mentioned the fact that this only took nine holes but they still had to go and play the two other hit a couple more shots for charity one was a long drive and, and then the final closest to the pin on what is normally 18 at the win golf club what did you think about that? Was that is that poor planning that you weren't going to get to those holes, or is that like it almost became a completely different show after the match was decided? They were much more talkative. Brooks became wholesome uh, almost in, in the compliments that he gave that he gave Bryson, or was that just like, oh man, 
this is rubbing salt in a wound for Bryson, who not only got, you know, smacked, and he now has to go and do these little challenges. No, I thought it was fine because, you, I mean, you're going to run into that with match play, right? Like even – I mean, we talk about that with the Ryder Cup. It's like, oh, wow, the, the event's over and there's still 90 minutes left in the broadcast. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> if you play match play, that's going to be inevitable. So as long as you have a little bit of a hook there at the end to where you're doing a closest to the pin or a long drive, I thought that was – it was a different kind of entertaining, but I thought it was just as entertaining as the actual match. I don't a- really – did a you? different kind of energy. I, I thought it was pretty fun. I've never seen Brooks swing that hard. I was like, okay, he's like he's like buying into this, and he's going to the long drive, and he's just going to take a crack at it. Like, I, I thought it was different and interesting. Yeah, how about, by the way, how about him? Like, he was genuinely astonished by Bryson's ball speed. Okay, they've never played together. Well, they never played together, but he, he almost acted like he had never seen him swing a club. Which that's what I thought was interesting too. He, he he literally said we're usually on opposite ends of the draw, which I thought it was interesting that he knew that he's like he they are seem on opposite ends of the of the driving range is something he mentioned. Yeah, like is he literally he's literally like never seen him hit a golf ball. Well, but remember, uh, I think it was at the. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching Central Florida, South Florida. By the way, Gus Malzahn is on crutches. Oh God, he's Jacob might cr- have a might have money on that game. <laughs> yeah, producer Jacob, you want to jump in on that? Do you got any? Oh, I got I got money on this Cincy East Carolina game, and Cincy just scored a junk time touchdown when they did not need to to oh. cover the spread. And I am back in Cincy. It's you, a great night right now. Oh, you're I'm on out. Cincy. Okay, I'm on Cincy. I'm Cincy. Yeah. I thought it was a hate to see it situation. Me too. Oh, it's a it's a love to see it. It's a, <laughs> you know, my I got a nephew. He's coming in. He's got some oatmeal pie. Where. It, it's a great night. Wait, some oatmeal pies? What do you say? Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting here, just eating it. What's up, Knox? Nephew, n- nephew, nephew Knox. Nephew Knox, just running in, getting oatmeal pie. I don't, you know. Oatmeal pie? Is that like a type those, of pie? Uh, the oatmeal little... cream pies, like the little uh, Debbie's, right? Yeah, the okay. little Debbie's. Little That's what pie. I was picturing. I thought, was, I thought it was like pump. I thought it was like oatmeal pie, like pumpkin pie. That would be no, interesting. No. There's that some would... of that too. There's what were we talking about? Too. Brooks Kepka has apparently never seen Bryson DeChambeau yeah. hit a golf ball. <laughs> so you know what that made me—that made me think of. Remember when they were on the range next to each other at? Um, I think it was at at uh, Royal St George's at the Open Championship. Okay, yeah, vaguely. Because I remember, I, I well, I've gone back through every tweet that's been tweeted for right. this project that I'm working on, and I I I I, I pulled it up that uh, they were next to each other because everybody was like making a huge deal out of it. It just. Right. It struck me as very odd that he acted so like genuinely shocked by how hard, not only how hard Bryson swings, but how like how much he compresses the ball, like how just flush he hits it. So, did you think that was genuine, or do you think he was hamming that up a little bit? Uh, I think it was genuine. I think he just like doesn't pay attention to anything during a major week. Yeah, right. He's right? he's on the range figuring his stuff out. I was. Because I agree, I thought it was a genuine, impressed reaction. Uh, I, I would, I would lean towards he's on the range at Royal St George's and he doesn't know anybody who's around him or what's yeah. going on. Well, and I think that um, you know Bryson's hilarious because whenever, whenever Brooks does that, he's always like, "Oh, I thinned that one," and you're like, "Bro, it, it carried like." It covered like three forty-five. Like I don't, I don't. It's just such a like just. It's just it's it's become part of his shtick, you know. Like, and I 
maybe he knows that, but it's just such like part of his bit that he kind of does, you know, whenever he plays. The first Brooks eye roll that we got was Bryson saying, oh, you know, those guys might still be within range in case I have to yell four or something like that. And Brooks is like, why how did, why is this coming out of your mouth right now? Well, I th- so I think there are two things there. One, he was he was making he was making the four joke that he never yells four, right? Right. And right. then he was talking about how he was hitting it too long and too straight. And Brooks is just like, "Get me out of here!" Like this is this is yeah. Which, by the way, like I don't uh, I don't like. I feel like the marketing of this really bothered me. It's like, oh, it's a score settling 12 round, 12 holes. And you're like, is it? Because I, I, I think they're both making money. I think it's yeah. Uh, I think it's fine. I think it is what it is. Let's not like pretend like this is the, you know, like the end game of the of the whatever feud they have. If they even have one. I, 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 like yeah. I, I, I do want them like in the arena together at a U.S. Open, at a whatever, Masters, anything. Um, but let's not pretend like this is what that was. I, th- I thought that was kind of annoying. So can we now let's, let's act like this was the end game. Can the PGA tour now put these guys together on a Thursday and Friday and featured groups like th- this, th- they've been toxic to one another, right? Or do we still continue this, this whole opposite waves thing? Uh, what do you mean by toxic? Like, or I'm just saying, like the PJ Tour hasn't touched this, right? Like they 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 haven't they haven't put these guys. Uh, you know, we talked about it for the U.S. Open. There was a perfect opportunity to do it there. Every single week on tour, uh, when they both play, uh, they're they're both in featured groups, but are never together. And it's obviously um, something that is being done intentionally. But if this is the end game, if the match was the end game, and we've gotten past this and whatever, uh, will we see them? Like, I want to see them play together on the PGA Tour in action. Uh, hopefully, a major championship on the weekend. But uh, will this will this come to fruition outside of just uh, they happen to be in the same group on a weekend? Uh, I I don't know. I, I think it can. I like. I don't. It's not like. I think Brooks is genuinely annoyed by him, but I don't think they like hate each other. I didn't get the sense as they were playing that they like can't like, like I just feel like so much of it is so played up for like, for sure of, I don't know the, this match happening or not even the pit, but just like, I don't know. It's fun to get attention for ridiculous things. It's great branding for both of them. If we're constantly talking outside of the pip, how much have we talked about Bryson? D- these guys, Brooks has missed two cuts in a row. Bryson hasn't played in two and a half months, as he told us a few times. No excuses. <laughs> but like, we have nonstop talk about these guys when they're playing, when they're not playing. This is like the best branding for DraftKings and Michelob Ultra and like all these like sponsors that these guys have. This is great branding for them. Yeah. And I think, you know, the hard part is like, it gets ugly when, when, Brooks kind of activates his little Brooksy army against Bryson. And that's just, that just turned really weird this summer. And it just, it wasn't, I don't know. It was kind of a tough deal all the way around. Cause like Bryson wasn't reacting great to it. And Brooks was not really, you know, asking for it to stop. And like, but I, I think like, but if, if you're just talking about between them two, like, I don't know, like just, Put them together. I think it's I think it's a fine thing. If they get annoyed by each other, so be it. Let it happen, and then just just 
I, it's just it, like you, like the tour or anybody USGA that you shouldn't go out of your way to keep these guys from not being paired together. I, I don't like, I, I don't know what the fear is that that's going to like come from it. Looking ahead. Uh, I, I, how do, how do we build off this? I like the, I like 12 holes. I love yeah. that. I've yeah. always been a proponent of a couple of different matches, almost like a little mini Ryder Cup Sunday. Give me three to five matches where you've got, you know, this could have been Brooks and Bryson on, you know, for, as the main event. The undercard could have been uh, Jordan Spieth versus Justin Tommy. Like, you could have done anything here. Uh, 12 holes. You could draft teams, right? You could have 10 guys draft teams and play five matches almost like collegiate style for uh, for 12 holes. Like, I, there's, there's ways to build off this. I, th- I think if you – I totally agree. I think it'd be a ton of fun. I think the problem is if you start throwing like two, three, four matches out there, you can't have Phil running the show because he, no. he, he can't direct traffic. Like you need a, you need, you need Brian Anderson to actually jump in and like do, do what he's, uh, what he's good at and not Phil because Phil would be talking about like, you know, uh, astronomy and, you know, Spieth would have like a winning putty and JT that he would just like, it, it, it would just, it would be a problem. But yeah, I, I, again, like you got, it can't be nine holes cause you can't have a, a seven hole deal that lasts like, you know, 55 minutes. But if you, I, I actually like the one-on-one thing too, because I, I think sometimes when it's two on two, it's just such a, it's so like, it's forever. And also when you have a pro and an amateur and the pro has to walk the amateur through the read of everything. And like, it's just, it, it just takes forever. It takes, it felt time. like, it felt like they were flying around today, like yeah. just playing. And Bryson's obviously, you know, that's how this whole thing started is that Bryson's a slow player. That's the reason we had the match. Oh, yeah. Bryson's slow. Uh, but that is, uh, <clears throat> that they were, they were, fine today it was awesome it was so it was such a like i i keep saying it's such a great like entertainment experience just even if i even if we didn't have to talk about this i didn't have to write about it like just to to be a consumer and love golf like it was it was really great uh real quick before i forget this two lines that charles had that were unbelievable he said the first one got kind of buried and it was awesome he said uh they were talking about uh, I think it was when they were talking about the parasympathetic brainwave thing, which is just <laughs> like, whatever, dudes. But uh, Barkley was like, he said something like, I don't have a college degree, but I have a bunch of people working for me who do have them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is, that's a sick line. Like, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second was yoga is just stretching. They call it yoga so they can charge you a bunch of money. Uh, top notch line that is literally <laughs> so good here it is you tweeted it out yoga is stretching they just call it yoga so they can charge you for it it's like <laughs> unbelievably amazing both of those like i don't watch in, i don't watch his well i i watch it sometimes i just don't watch a ton of nba so i don't see their their tnt show I don't know if he has stuff like this just like in the can or if he's coming up with it on the spot either way he's like just like low-key brilliant like yeah. he, like with the way he presents things and, and, and maybe he's not he just, afraid 
he's not afraid to like make like he's in, he's he's in safe harbor behind the announcer's table but when he's getting a little quippy with with bryson at the end there and, and he's like oh you're not much of a power position and bryson has like nothing to say back to him on the eighth green or whatever it was like yeah. he's not afraid to mix it up in that way either. <laughs> producer jacob what do you want to say you jumped in uh i just wanted to say he had a great uh i i could have swore he was channeling Yogi Berra whenever he said, I tell my financial guys, gambling is 50-50. You either win or you lose. Yeah. Which is which is like perfectly <laughs> makes sense, but it's also nonsense. And then he's, he had the thing about Nebraska not being able to hold a lead to yeah. he's he's just so like he's kind of I think he I think people think that he's kind of over the top, but he's really actually kind of understated with a lot of the stuff that he says. And if you're not paying attention, you'll kind of you'll kind of miss it and it's it's really good and him and Phil 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 was over the top so it just their duo just it works so well together real quick we'll move on what did you think of the course did you get enough of it um do you have any interesting opinions on it uh I thought it was fine I think for something like that it uh you don't want guys looking for balls at like a place like Whistling Straits, right? You don't you don't want guys climbing down dunes and over hills and whatever. Yeah. And so, I think to have an open uh, course like that, where you can always find your ball, you can hit from the adjacent fairway. Obviously, yes. those guys needed it. Yeah, they hit uh, like which, two combined fairways. <laughs> yeah, which Phil commentating on was pretty ironic, but. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. For, I, 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 like you. I don't. The star of this is not the the course. I don't think it's. It's honestly. I think it's a little bit turned into the commentary, uh, and a course yeah. that kind of stays out of the way and allows you to have that commentary. I think is. I think is yeah. is fine. Yeah. The 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 star is the presentation, which ends up being the guy who's running the show, which ends up being. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to quickly and wildly speculate about a couple of things. One, Tiger Woods, another COVID. So this will be a great SEO episode. But first, we're going to take a quick break <laughs> and we're going to hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back uh, very quickly here, KP, because we don't have much information. Golf Week and uh, Eamon Lynch came out uh, with a story that says the PNC Championship is holding a spot in next month's field for Tiger Woods and his son. The PNC Championship, that is uh, the event formerly called uh, the Father and Son event, which is technically the last time we saw Tiger Woods play last year with his son 
Charlie, those uh, infamous uh, purple Nike uh, shirts is what you might remember from that. Now, uh, it's very specific. Holding a spot in the field. That could mean nothing, but I think a lot of people who are also parlaying this headline Mm -hmm. with um, the swing, the one three-second clip that we saw, are getting very optimistic and excited about a big cat returning to the golf course. Yeah, I think that – I mean, listen, like Tiger didn't hit that many shots there last year, right? And so I think based on the information that we have, which is one three-second clip over the last 10 months, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's infeasible um, for him to go out and just kind of, you know, hit it around a little bit. Uh so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, we don't need to do like 20 minutes on this. Uh, we, don't, we don't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not infeasible and it could be really cool. I know he loves doing stuff like that. I thought it was really like neat last year that, you know, he's done such a good job of protecting his kids from just that freaking weird life that is, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's just so hard for a kid to like have that life. And he's done a great job of protecting them and it was cool to see them kind of step out of that a little bit in a, in a safe and healthy way. Um, So yeah, I'm all for that. I I hope that he gets, I hope for their sake, he gets to do that and it'd be a ton of fun to cover again. Absolutely. And from the other side, if I was the PNC championship, I would hold a spot in the field uh, forever for Tiger Woods. No, no (laughs) harm there. Right. Like, sure. Yeah. Like show up whenever you want, like final day, back nine, whatever you want, Tiger, we got you. Um, The other thing we can wildly speculate about, because we also don't have much information about is a, New COVID-19 variant that is uh, seemingly been found uh, or I guess started in South Africa and it is impacting golf tournaments. So what we've got here, KP, is uh, the, the Joburg Open or Classic. I forget what it is called. Currently going on in South Open, going on in South yeah. Africa right now. That has been shortened to 54 holes. And then there is another event in South Africa uh, next week that is just going to be, I believe, no longer a co-sanctioned event. It's going to be a sunshine tour event so that the guys who uh, have to get out of South Africa or want to get out of South Africa, they can kind of head out. And then the uh, Alfred Dunhill event in a couple of weeks, or I think in two weeks, has been canceled. So this is this is causing uh, Europe, as of right now, European golf travel issues and there's there's a couple of little ripples that are going on in our in our world here well one ripple that affects us is is mark back yet you know what i don't know i was trying to find out information and as we've as we've learned in the last two years the information by the time we say it is is outdated um uh, my understanding is he should be able to get back into the united states no problem uh even with a travel restriction that is going to be placed but again i'm not the state department so i don't know yeah, it it's just such a bummer. You know, it's like it stinks for the European too. I mean, it just I don't know. I, we could actually do 20 minutes on this. It just it just sucks. Like it's just such a crappy like thing for the world that this is seemingly going to continue to happen and affect and listen, this is like very 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 minor compared to how this actually affects the world, but it's the world that we inhabit that we talk about. And so right. I think it's okay to talk about, but it's just such a, it just stinks and you don't want it to like keep popping up again, but it seems like it's going to. And I, I don't, you know, I saw somebody talking about how like it's, it's, it's like the worst way for the, the European tour to start its 
I know. With like the DP World Tour. Yeah. Oh, What's guest, up? guest hit. Yeah, she's got some. She's got some takes on. <laughs> yeah, I'll be up there. Um, so yeah, it just I, I I hate that for them going into which they do the PGA Tour thing where they start their year like right or their new season right away. Right. And then I guess they break and then they do the the um, the UAE swing where they go to Dubai and and uh, I guess they go to uh, is it two tournaments in Dubai. That sounds right. I think that's correct. Yes. Or it's, no, it's uh, what is? It? They're they're uh, well. When's when's Saudi? Are those guys? Are they still going to Saudi Arabia? I can pull it up here. Help us out, producer Jacob. Here Give we go. Some- so Dubai is uh, yeah, two weeks in no Abu Dhabi, and then yeah, so the, yeah, one week in Abu Dhabi, and the next week is in Dubai, which are both are in the UAE. So that's the end of January. Yeah. So yeah. I again I. We don't have a ton of information. It's all speculation. You just, you know, I guess if you have to shut things down for the year and this, just everything kind of restarts January 1 for everybody, that would be fine. But you don't want to go through another year, even like, you know, 2021, which was way better than 2020, but still, you know, had restrictions and was difficult. But if that's what it has to be, that's what it has to be. So hopefully things will get figured out and we'll be able to, to, uh, yeah, just do all this with, without inhibition again, like we've, like we've had for the last two years. And hopefully we are better prepared, uh, this time around we're Mark, if you're listening, we're, we're thinking about you. We're hoping you are, uh, feeling well, staying safe and, uh, coming home soon. But for now, I think that'll do it. KP. I think, uh, I think we'll put a we'll put a capper on this one. So big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, that's Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Sunday after the equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after the equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.